0: Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Today's show features another magnificent moxie chat. The mission of this series is to shine a light on the stories of divine, brilliant leaders who are taking risks, pushing through challenges, and living their best life out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. If you are ready to learn and laugh together, you are in the right place at the right time as an empowerment consultant myself as well as an author and international speaker my daily intention is to speak truth wrapped in grace with divine sides of sass moxie and fire this show is a place for me to share encouraging empowering stories to ignite your self-talk and sprinkle wisdom to help you define and refine your best self Are you ready to lean in and learn from a courageous, gracious, tenacious, and absolutely vivacious lioness? Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Today's Moxie Chat guest is Ruth Boses. Ruth is the founder of Awaken Love. She's an engineer by trade and uncovered her calling later in life, which is what we're going to dig into today. Ruth taught her first sex class. Yes, I said sex class, to eight close friends in 2012 after experiencing transformation in her own marriage. From that small beginning, her message spread by word of mouth to impact marriages around the world. She now offers online Christian sex classes for wives, husbands, and engaged couples. She recently published her book, Awaken Love, an honest, vulnerable look at what it takes to create amazing sex. Ruth also spends time speaking and developing curriculum around sexuality. She's been married to Jim for over 30 years and has four amazing grown daughters. In her free time, you will find her snowboarding, gardening, fishing, or building something new in her woodshop out in Minnesota. Ruth and I chat a lot about sex in this episode, so if you've got kiddos around, it's probably a good idea to pop in a pair of headphones for this one, Linus. Tears were flowing when she shares her story, her personal awakening to how stunning she is inside and out, and how she wants each of us to experience the same feeling. I am so excited for you to meet Ruth. I won't make you wait a second longer. Here we go. All right, Lionesses, I am so excited to introduce you to the fabulous Ruth Buses. Wow, I know I've been teasing about this episode for a while, and I know I've gotten so many notes from so many of you excited to hear Ruth's message, and so welcome to the show, Ruth. Thank you so much for having me. It's just, it's going to be a fun day. It is going to be a fun day. So a, a little bit, uh, I shared about you obviously in the intro, but we were introduced through one of my girlfriends, Priscilla Connor, out in Minnesota. And she, she was like, you have to meet Ruth. You have to have her on the show. She was, And that's not Syl, right? She's, she's not a tell you what you have to do kind of gal, but she was so passionate about getting the two of us together. And I absolutely, 100% understand why, after meeting you, after reading the book. Uh, so I'm super excited to, to really dig into what Awaken Love is. However, before we get started on that, we've got a couple of questions that the Fire Up community loves to know. They love to learn a little bit about each one of my guests. So, are you ready for some questions?
1: Ready to go. (laughs) All right. So, the first, which is a biggie around here, is how do you define success, Ruth? I define success as following God where He leads me, having the courage to step through the doors that He opens.
0: That is so beautiful, and this is going to unfold throughout our conversation today, but your path... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> has been very
0: interesting I mean you did not come out of the womb saying I'm going to make sex
1: amazing for married couples <laughs> yeah and so this has been a, a real journey of faith for me it has been terrifying um, and yet it has been amazing to live life on the edge and and trusting God in this I think that's so beautiful, and I know that for those for those of you who
0: are listening who have read this book, you know what we're talking about, and you know a little bit about um, Ruth's background, but give us, just give a quick tease, Ruth, as to where did you start before you wrote the book? Like, what, what was success looking like? Where did God have you before the book?
1: <laughs> yeah, so... Um- I went to school for engineering. I'm a very rational, logical person, married for years, raised four daughters. But I was kind of somebody that, um, that was a support cast role person. I was in the background. I was not up front. Um, and in many ways, I lived out of a sense of fear of, of not being the perfect person, of not having the right answers, of, I don't know, messing up.
0: Well, I, I, you know, I believe, so my dad is an engineer as well, Mm. and uh, very logical Mm. and very systemized, right? Things have a place, things have an order. And, you know, being women, we we take that to the next degree. And then being a female engineer, I can only imagine the self-talk that goes what's going on in your head. And that's something that we all battle, right? And and I think that having God in our lives and having a relationship with him and hearing who we are through his eyes is one of the things that keeps us sane. And and then on top of that, you you have all these feelings but then you feel this calling to <laughs> to step into the light. And let's just talk like talking about sex is a light that not many people step into. So what did that look like?
1: Yeah. So I talked about hiding and being afraid. I think a part of that was being afraid to feel mm. and, and and afraid of intimacy. And um, during a study on song of songs, God kind of woke me up that um, that he wanted more intimacy with me, but he also wanted me to have more intimacy with my husband. And, and that was, a really hard journey. It was the time of sitting still with God and hearing from him. But it was also a time of working through a lot of things with my husband. And we're both engineers. So we have very, um, we had an easy marriage because it was really safe. Mm. Um, not a lot of high emotions. Um, but we also didn't talk about hard things. We didn't talk about sex. We just had sex. Mm-hmm. and um, And so we started really working into some things reading the bible um me working through baggage and resentment that i had and i and my life dramatically changed to the point where people would stop me in church and say you look different Mm. part of that was embracing my own beauty i never ever thought of myself as being beautiful and um and yet i am i am god's creation i'm stunning inside and out and my husband absolutely thinks I'm beautiful. And so part of it was embracing that part of myself. Yeah. Um, and then I, as that happened, I just, I just felt God he telling me, like, you need to share what you've learned. And yeah. so I marched into my pastor's office. and I'm like, you guys need to start talking about sex. Like, all you ever say is don't do it or do it for your husband. And he patiently listened to me um, for several <laughs> different sessions, actually, before I, before I finally figured out he wasn't supposed to do something. God wasn't calling him to this. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to do something. Yeah. And yeah. So Isn't that, that, that the
0: goes, truth? Yeah. That's so, you know what? I think this is something, Ruth, that, uh, that we, um, in the fire Up community, that we always say, like, when you bring a problem, that means you're usually the solution right yeah. when you see something's missing when you see an injustice or something something or someone being underserved it usually is the still small voice turning from a whisper to a screaming banshee saying this is yours this is yours and i want to make sure we honor what you said and not scoot over it that you you went through a personal transformation and you went from feeling like you weren't beautiful or or maybe even not thinking about your beauty, right, mm-hmm. like there were so many other aspects of you that you uh, that you were allotted and rewarded for and focused on, but you had that awakening, and you realized I am stunning, like I love the word stunning, you' stunning mm-hmm. that's so beautiful I make I mean I'm over here fighting the tears, going, this is so beautiful because we uh, we're in a society today that has just this narrow version of what beauty is mm-hmm. and and we as God's daughters get lost in it. And it's natural. I mean, we are, we're living in this time with all of the media and, and if we're not careful, we can fall into that. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. That was very beautiful. Um, and, and I think it leads into, I loved the words that you used to describe yourself, Ruth. And and the first one was pioneer and this, you are pioneering a conversation in Whether it's inside the church or outside the church, I think that this, I mean, I think that it's coming from your relationship with God, but you don't have to be a Christian to hear this word. This is so important. This is like, there's so much healing that needs to happen around the conversation around sex and you are pioneering that. (laughs) <laughs> and oh <my> it's <laughs> like, I wish that I wish our, our the listeners could see the huge, like the look and the almost hyperventilation behind the smile glowing on your face. Like, so, so, share, share with us. So, the words you shared were pioneer, deep thinker, and loyal. Help the community
1: understand those three words a little bit. Um, pioneer is going where nobody has gone before and treading new ground. And, you know, actually I look back to even my childhood as far as going into engineering school for a woman, or when I was turned 40 wanting to learn how to snowboard and then teaching snowboard lessons. And then God giving me this calling and saying, okay, God, like, I'm not equipped. I haven't had classes in this. I'm not a pastor. So how do I become a pioneer even in my small way? And so just starting with eight close friends on my porch just to share what I'd learned about sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to not let those... Uh, assumptions hold me back. Um, I I am a deep thinker. I wrestle hard. Mm -hmm. I wrestle hard with God. I wrestle hard as far as uh, real meaning and not just surface meaning. And I'm loyal. I am am loyal with my friends. I am loyal with my husband. When I'm your friend, like, you can count on me. There's no playing games. Hmm. I, I love everything about that.
0: I especially love how you share the um, the both sides, right kind of the, the secular side and the sacred side, and that they show up in all of those areas. and of course, my mind goes directly to, I can't even imagine the conversations that happened on that porch during that first class. <laughs> like <laughs> sisters sitting around going, "What?" is happening right now. Like we're usually we're studying Ruth in the Bible and now Ruth is preaching to us about sex. Like,
1: wow. (laughs) Well, and I think a lot of them were even stunned that that I would even consider this. Like I hadn't taught anything. I was terrified of public speaking. And here I am teaching about sex and and I don't even know what I said those first classes. I have no (laughs) idea. Um, but I was willing to open up the conversation and I was willing to trust that that God would work through what what I said wrong or what I didn't say and, and that he would do a work through that obedience anyway. Yes. Well, and I, I think that, uh, you know, I truly believe that there
0: are moments in our lives where there is such divine intervention that we are opening our mouths and there we have no control over what's coming out because we just, we're in that, in the flow. It's like, okay, go. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, what do you, what do you got for me? And I think that's a, a beautiful place to be, you know, in your, our spiritual walk. And I love that there is, there's actually an awakening inside the feminine energy, it on this planet right now, um, whether, whether it's the men or the women, like the, the, the connecting to words like nurture and sacred and divine, um, it's popping up so much in my space, even in the real estate business space. I'm hearing those words. I'm hearing people talk about being intentional and praying and meditating, and it's so beautiful. I think straight up we're craving more love than hate right and and that is love is a very feminine feeling when we when we think about just this it's vulnerable it's raw and i think that all of those all of those conversations whether they're about being the pioneer or or the conversation that came out from being a pioneer about having sex and never being a teacher i think that all comes from um, loving yourself enough to listen and then loving your friends enough to open up and say, I want you to have what I'm having.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? Not waiting for them to go, we want what she's having, but actually saying, Come to the table. I've got yeah. something amazing that you are going to love. I think that's just so beautiful. So, if you had, um, if you only had one habit you could
1: work on in the next, say, six months, what habit would that be? I'm going to say, uh, and this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to say moderating my social media
0: Ooh. Um, viewing. Wow, that's a great one. I mean, you know,
1: I think, like it's- I think it's a useful tool, but I find myself having a hard time regulating that I'm going places that are positive and beneficial versus just wasting time versus going to places where um, it's creating comparisons, unhappiness in myself or with yeah. others.
0: Well, they do. I mean, there's so many studies on social media now and, and actually on social media and, you know, how it releases the serotonins in our body and how people are actually leaning on their social media relationships to kind of feed that part of their soul. And that's not a good thing. Let's just be real. I mean, if it's the only way that you're connecting with others, it's definitely like seek help.
1: Right, mm-hmm. We need right. to be
0: eye-to-eye, body-to-body um, with others. It's what, how we're built and how we're created. Uh, I think that for authors and content creators like you are and like I am, it, there's also – the comparison and the uh, ooh, um, mm-hmm. the feedback that isn't always <laughs> nice. Let's well, just be real. Uh, and in your space, oh my goodness, I cannot even imagine. I mean, the, the people who are thrilled about what you have to say and the things that they might write that you're like, oh my gosh, you're sharing that on social. And then the flip side, right? Like how right. dare you speak about this woman? woman, be still and quiet. So how do you manage that?
1: What does that look like for you when you start reading and you're like, uh-oh, this isn't good? You know, I, I don't have to receive comments from people. Like I, I'm okay with deleting them and just saying, you know what, that's not coming out of a place of health. And, and, and I'm not somebody that fights and combats those and argues. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the comments on my blog, they are either going to build people up or they're going to build them down. And I'm, and I'm just, I don't welcome comments that don't build people up. And, and that includes me, but it includes other people when they're mm. talking about sex. Yes. I love that. I, I, I would love to just repeat that simply. Like, you do
0: not need to receive comments from others. I think that's a great lesson. I think that's a tweetable. So if you're listening and you're on Twitter, tweet that out. <laughs> that's a good one. So, so good. All right. How about the one word that you're focused on right now? You know that we, we kind of have this where a lot of people do it in January. I'm kind of an every day is a new day. And sometimes my word shifts, but what is, what is a, a, one of the big words that you're focused on right now?
1: My big word that, that I've been focused on, uh, it's been less than a year. It's probably been about six months is resilient. Ooh. And I want to get to the place where, where I can receive um, truth from other people without taking it personally, and I can work on things, mm-hmm. but I also want to get to the place where I can enter into other people's painful stories and be able to hear them to be compassionate to empathize without taking on those burdens or feeling like I need to fix it, to be resilient to know who I am to be grounded that I am a daughter of Christ. But that I have things to learn and to work on. So that's my big word for the year. (laughs) I love that. That's a beautiful word. It's in my
0: space. uh, What I do with my with my empowerment clients is I have them turn their words into acronyms. So each letter of the word is becomes a sentence, right? That that represents. Um, So I can only imagine the. Sentences that could come <laughs> from resilience. That's such, It's a meaty word, right? It's got a lot of letters, and it's got a. I like. I love that. So that's. Oh no, I'm like. Hmm. I'm work that's on so that. much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really fun exercise. Actually, one of my cover uh, cover images on Facebook shows mine. Mine this year was illuminate, mm-hmm. and that was a fun one for because uh, it also has you know illuminate has two eyes as well, and the eyes were very interesting. Uh, for me. It's that, I struggled with those a little bit. So, um, I think that's a wonderful word. So, I would love to to flow into some conversation about the book, and then we'll come back to Moxie. Okay. Um, so, obviously, um, Awake in Love is the name of your book. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd love to do before we get the conversation started is is read one of the reviews from Amazon to kind of get us in the, get the listeners who have not actually read the book yet kind of in the same space. Okay. So it, it goes like this. It says, finally, with three exclamation points, (laughs) (laughs) a book about sex and marriage that combines vulnerability, personal stories, practical application and thought provoking questions all while maintaining a biblical perspective. Not stuffy, boring, or, quote, safe. Ruth takes an honest and open approach to a subject that too many Christians want to avoid. If you're looking to transform your marriage and understand how God not just fits into, but designed us to have sex lives full of freedom, intimacy, and fun, check out this book. You won't regret it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) How does that make you feel when you hear that out loud? Um, you know, it, it makes me really happy actually, because, because that was my desire is to, uh, to write a book that's real, that's relatable, um, that, that is detailed enough to help women find answers, but that's grounded in God's truth rather than men or women's ideas of what sex should be. Yeah. That's so so beautiful. Okay. So you,
0: you teased a bit and said, you, you got a group of your gal pals together and had a porch party (laughs) and (laughs) talked about some sex and what that means. So how did you actually start teaching these classes? Like what, what took you from the porch with your pals into, you know, creating a a new career, right. A A new path.
1: So, um, the porch with my pals was actually, I invited them. I told them, this is going to be a class on sex, and it's going to last six weeks and, um, and come. And so about eight of them came, and the curriculum that I wrote is very much, it follows my journey from figuring out what did God want for sex to, um, uncovering lies that I believed about sex and dealing with the baggage that I brought to my marriage bed to figure out how to talk about sex and use words to create excitement and figure out how my body works all of those things um, that was kind of my journey and so yeah. and so they came for six weeks and they really just came as a favor for me they really did and yeah. by, by week three they were lingering at the door saying you can't imagine how this has changed my marriage and oh, they all had good, strong marriages. I mean, they really did. Yeah. And yet beautiful. it profoundly impacted their marriage. And, and from that time, it really spread by word of mouth. It was, it was just emailing friends or emailing people that had taken the class and say, hey, I'm going to do another class. Do you have any friends that might be interested? And since that time I've taught, in the last over seven years, I've taught 800 women. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, And so it's been crazy. I mean, now I'm teaching classes where I don't know anybody in the class, (laughs) but they come because they want to be there and they want change and they want growth. And uh, it's such an amazing thing to open up a space for women to be honest, for women to have real conversations. And yeah, it's been awesome.
0: You know, what strikes me, Ruth, is so you know that my work is about empowering women and I help them, you know, define this best version of themselves, but I don't do that inside the church. It is my ministry, mm-hmm. 100%. And empowering women in the business world, um, for me, I'm, I stand out a little differently because, of course, I talk about them, the whole person, not their business first, right? Putting mm-hmm. self-care and self-love, and which is Incredibly biblical, but never spoken about, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think the interesting thing that I love about how this weaves into that tapestry is, we as women are sexual beings, and and we have been taught to hide or or feel shame or a, a variety of other shoulds. We've been shoulded on <laughs> for right. a very long time. And Fulfill her
1: husband's needs.
0: Yes, well, and, and in particular, like I don't, I don't want this to be an anti-church conversation because it's not. Obviously, we're, we're both right. disciples of Jesus. Uh, but but for many years, I think you know a lot of us have been sold a bill of goods, uh, even from the pulpit about that you know it's about like you're saying submit and serve a man's needs when it comes to that. And one of the things that I loved oh, I feel like I'm going to cry, was um, in chapter six, it was about the comfort, about sex as comfort. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading that and I was reading about David, who was a bit of a sexual rogue.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he
0: had naughty habits, I should say. But I loved how you shared about that it was created also for us to comfort each other. Mm-hmm. And I'd never, I've never thought about it that way. And I, I thank you for that. Because it's such a beautiful way. So would you share just a, a little snippet of, of what I'm talking about here? The comfort so
1: sign? after David and Bathsheba had lost their child, and this is in Second Samuel 12:24, it says, And David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her, and he lay with her, and they conceived a child. And so the, he comforted her through sex. Uh, a lot of times women think of sex, Maybe as a comfort for their husband, like he's had a stressful day, um, but we don't usually think of it in terms of ourselves. Yeah. But this yeah. is David comforting Bathsheba, not the opposite. Well, and, yeah. Right. So that's kind of eye opening in itself. Yeah. We don't, I think most of us don't tend to think of sex as a comfort because of the lies we've believed. Like if sex is for your husband, how would it ever be a comfort for you? If it's a duty, how would it ever be a comfort for you? This is a huge turning point in class for a lot of women. I had a woman just recently, she and her husband from Africa, he lost a bunch of his family. And the night that he found out that he'd lost some family members due to the war situation, he wanted to have sex with his wife. And she's like, I can't believe that Like, how can you even think about sex now? Right. But as she learned about this, she's like, oh, my goodness. He just wanted comfort in this situation. Yeah. And, um, and it, this has been an area that's had a dramatic shift for me, right? When I used to be stressed out, the last thing I wanted was sex. Right. I would stiff arm my husband like, just let me figure this out. And then once everything calms down, then we can have sex. Now it's shifted. And if I feel insecure, if I feel headed towards depression, if I feel um, sad, then, then having sex with my husband is a way that, that, that I'm comforted, that I know he's in this with me, and, um, and, it, and it fills me up instead of draining me. Psst. You're listening to the Fire Up Podcast.
0: We'll be right back to the Moxie Chat after this quick break. If you're enjoying the truth being sprinkled on today's episode, let's go deeper together. Check out my fire up book and programs, wrangle together a book club with your business besties, sign up to have Moxie delivered to your inbox each week, and so much more over on my website, deborahtrapin.com. Now let's get back to our moxie conversation. That's so beautiful. And, you know, uh, obviously one of the things you say at the very, very beginning of the book um, is that this is about having a a good partner. This is about having a partner with a good heart and a good soul and, uh, you know, somebody who cares about you. So so for the women who are listening, if your partner isn't somebody who is... Trustworthy kind and gen- gentle yeah. and trustworthy, you know, obviously, please seek help. But there are so many women out there who have partners who do. Uh, do have a heart for comforting, and I think that this is—it's just a great dialogue around it, right? It's a different, it's flipping the conversation, it's changing the dialogue around it. And when when you were speaking, Ruth, I, I'm—I was like right there with you. I I do that with mm-hmm. Drew, right? It's arm's length. Like, I got things to figure out. The last thing I'm interested in is that. And I—I I mean, I I'm certain he is going to be thrilled about that. <laughs> you know? And, and it also helps me see that when he's in situations, when he's feeling out of sorts and Mm -hmm. when he isn't feeling a hundred percent, that is a beautiful way for me to be able to care for him. Right. right? And, and it's not, man, when you said duty, I thought that's a four letter word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a four letter word around something that's so beautiful. I, I know I'm, I'm getting goosebumps because I know that this is, this is going to change so many lives of the the women and the men. Anyone who's listening to this, any sexual being who's listening to this, is going to be changed because it's a shift in how they're thinking about it. So um, obviously, you're in the Midwest. You're in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and not everybody can come to your porch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is um, what is the opportunity for people who are listening here in seattle or california or australia or spain you know how how do people partake from their comfort of their home
1: (laughs) right so we've created video classes it's a six-week video class okay and um and you can take it on your own online okay or what i really recommend is grabbing a friend just even one friend or maybe a handful of friends and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this crazy Christian sex class. Um, Would you do this with me? And to meet together and watch the videos, and the videos actually have prompts for discussion and um, for mixer questions and to get everybody in the group talking. But um, as important as the information in the videos is to create a community that you can talk to about this, that you can be honest with your struggles, that you can encourage each other, yeah. um, that you can challenge each other. Yeah. Um, and so when you do the class, the video class with a group of women, it doesn't just change it for those six weeks that you're going through the class. It changes it because you have women you can talk to, and you get used to talking about it, and then you can talk to your husband, and you can start talking to friends at church. It begins to change the culture of silence around sex that has impacted so many women. Yes. I, I love this. I, I love the idea of it being a small group, right? Like, so we, we've done
0: multiple books around, you know, Lisa Buffier and Lisa Turkhurst and Jen Hatmaker. and I mean, so many of these women have written amazing small group uh, programs. That's what this is. That's what this is. It's a video with some prompts. I love it. So just from the practical side of things, so I'm going to host this. Do we all buy the course or does one buy the course and, and we all watch together? Like, what can what can the
1: gals expect when they say, yes, Ruth, we're in? Okay. So whoever decides that, that they're kind of leading the charge, they would sign up first. Okay. And you actually put in the, the six dates that you're going to meet because – as part of the class, you get an email every day with a little article about sex for Ooh. you to read. Ooh. Um, and so once a leader is signed up, then they're going to have a link um, that the other women use to sign up. And there's just a small fee, um, 10 to $20 per person for that. Yeah. But then you also buy a couple of really good Christian sex books one is Sheet Music by Kevin Lehman. One is Intimate Issues. And so they're good resources that you probably can use um, the rest of your life. Yeah, I love that.
0: And, and I think it's, in, it, it's important for us to invest in this. You know, yeah. I mean, we will we'll spend $30 a week on lattes at Starbucks, for heaven's sakes, or out by you. It might be, uh, what's the big one out there? I'm trying now. Oh, now, I've coffee. yes, caribou, so good, Um, (laughs) I'm like, ah, yeah, caribou, so we invest so much money in the coffee that we ingest, ladies, like, put the money in, rally your sisters together and go through this. I love the idea of um, knowing that there are women who are doing it in person with you that are coming together and having these deeper conversations. So is there, uh, do churches like bring you to their women's conferences? Like what's your big dream for 2020? Like where would you like to take the Awaken Love
1: class? How can we um, I, help? Yeah, so churches are beginning to bring me more and more. Sometimes I go there personally to teach the classes, but also sometimes to just launch a class. And so I, okay. I ended up at a church down in Austin, Texas, where um, I spoke over the weekend for the women's group. And then I met with women that wanted to lead the video class and helped equip them. And then they began leading classes there at the church. And oh, okay. um, I think that they thought not many women were going to sign up for this. We end up with 150 women coming to hear (laughs) me, Miss Nobody, come speak on sex. And then at least 75 women signed up to do the follow-up classes.
0: I love it. And you aren't Miss Nobody, Mrs. (laughs) You are a daughter of the most high. I was just having a conversation with a fellow sister yesterday. And I was saying, you know, this is flow. You are in the flow. Right. You Will are, you
1: explain that to me? Yeah. So
0: I I believe that when you listen to the still small voice, when you lean into your calling, the things flow, and and when y- you don't have to do much in order for the flow to happen, you have to plant seeds. Very important. You can't just sit back and go. All right, I'm gonna sit, hang out, hang back. But
1: there is. And you a, have to there, walk through each door that opens.
0: Yes. And, 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 and so that's what I mean about the flow. It's like, a, I, I imagine it's kind of that feeling when you're floating down the river where you're like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like, where am I going next? Like what's, and, and there are obstacles, of course, when you're in the, in the flow, but it, it feels good. And when you're sharing it, it feels good to others who are receiving it. So um, Austin was a great place. Do you, do you have a place where you'd really love to visit? Like how can the fire up community that like women CL who are listening? What? <laughs> oh, well, I was just thinking maybe I should talk to Pastor Cheryl. Uh, and, you know, we're connected to the River Valley family. It's all AOG. I'm wondering, you know, maybe there's somebody that's kind of in that community, right? Because of course there's marriage conferences, there are um, women's conferences, there's Women's conferences in the church circuit are huge, right? And so I would be happy to do the introductions and start those conversations here. Uh, And if there's other places, you know, speak life into them because there are I'm certain people who are listening who are like, please come to my church. Please come to my... And, And it doesn't have to be connected to a church, correct? It could be a group of women who get together and say,
1: all right, I'm ready. You know, I, had, I had one woman this summer, she, she read the book. I don't, I have no idea how she found out about the book. And, <laughs> um, and then she signed up to lead a few friends through the video class and she ended up with 20 women. Wow. Yeah. And it just filled up. And other times, you know what, other times it's one or two and they're still amazing conversations. Yeah. I'm just watching for doors to open and I stepped through them. I remember praying when I first started teaching, I I used to pray, God, you know, even if it's just one or two women, you know what? Use me, right? Um, And then I remember at one point praying, God, even if it's a thousand women, use me. I thought, I don't want to speak to a thousand women. What are you talking about? (laughs) Like you're crazy.
0: Oh, you be careful um, when you
1: say things like that, (laughs) right? I'm getting more and more comfortable and it's been fun. I like it really has been fun. <laughs> I'm I am
0: so thrilled. I, I I love this message and I want to speak to anyone who's listening who is feeling that spirit call like I I want to reach out. I I want to bring you in, you know to my women's group. Like don't delay. Like follow through, connect all the links to Ruth's book, um, information on her classes, all of that will be in the show notes. If there was one way that people could reach out to you right now, well, they're going to turn the podcast
1: off and they're going to do one thing. What would you suggest, Ruth? They can always email me directly, but actually I would suggest they get the book. Okay, If you read that book, like, don't you feel like there's just kind of just instant understanding as far as what this is all about.
0: Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. And so in, and I haven't gotten to the very back pages of the book, but I'm assuming that that's like, okay, here, here's how you move forward. Here's how you get going. Um, again, we'll make sure to get that in the notes. I think that the unique message that's in Awaken Love that everyone's hearing over and over again of what we're talking about is so precious and it, it's so needed And we're craving love. We're craving intimacy. We're craving true connection because we have things like social media that have replaced that for a lot of people and in in the wrong ways. And so I'm, I'm very, I'm so thankful. I'm so very thankful to have met you, Ruth. I'm, I'm forever grateful that you have shared time with me today and with the community. I know that I- I'm definitely going to wrangle some of my sisters and yes. do this because this is going to be so
1: much fun. <laughs> You're going to have so much fun. And I'm uh,
0: coming for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's fun, but, but I'm going to tell you it's serious too. Yeah. Because there are a lot of women um, that carry a lot of shame and a lot of baggage, or even just confusion about how sex is supposed to work. Sex has been so defined by what works for men, and it's supposed to just happen naturally. We're just like thinking, well, what's wrong with me? And so... This is an area that a lot of women really need encouragement. And so if you're thinking about facilitating a video class, yes, invite your friends. But also I have a sensitivity that this is not all easy. It's not all fun and games. No, for
0: sure. And I think that's, that's the beauty of how you've written the book, that it's, it's light in sections and then it, it goes deep. And you know, the comfort is deep. That's life changing. That's perspective shifting, you know. And then, of course, as I shared with you in the green room, I'm on the two minute poker, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, at first when I read it, I was like, what? Uh, what is this?
1: Uh, so let's end with sharing what the two minute poker is. <laughs> okay, um, this was a game that my husband and I played. Um, in order to stretch in our communication. So I think words are super important to women when it comes to sex. Like the evidence is pick up a romance novel, read a steamy scene, and see what your body does. Right. So there's power there. So I wanted my husband to start speaking words during sex, and I wanted to be able to start speaking words during sex. So we played a game where um, we played poker, but you could play rock, paper, scissors, or whatever you want. If I won a round, then I got to tell my husband what to do for two minutes. If he won a round, then he got to tell me what to do for two minutes. And we just kept playing more and more rounds. And it tends to start out pretty mild. Like maybe you need to hear what your husband thinks about your body. And so for two minutes as I lay here, tell me what you love about my body from my head down to my feet. Maybe you want your husband to, uh, to learn the art of feather touches at yeah. the, the back of your neck or the insides of your elbows. Uh, maybe you want him to learn how to tease you more. So for two minutes, you get to touch me anywhere on my breasts except my nipples and yes. see what you can do. Yeah. Um, and then he gets to ask you things too, but it does several things, right? First, you learn how to ask for things mm. because if you want to have great sex and in the heat of the moment, you need to be able to ask for what your body is screaming for. Yes. Your husband needs to learn how to do the same. But you also get to learn what your husband likes and you get to help teach him what you like in kind of a fun atmosphere without being like, why don't you ever, can't you touch me lighter? Right, right. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, the game just kind of, it kind of takes the pressure off. And yes. so you can just have fun with it. It, um, like I say, it tends to start out mild. It tends to <laughs> ramp up. And, um, it tends to ramp up. And it definitely Literally, helps. whoop whoop. <laughs> it, it definitely helps with with incorporating words into your marriage. I think that's and a I big so. deal.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. Well, and to go back to what you stated at the very beginning, with two engineers under the same roof, that was where everything was very mellow and, and there wasn't a lot of emotions. And I'm assuming there probably wasn't a ton of words either, like every five minutes. And so yeah. what a, what a great stretch for, for your marriage and for all of the marriages that you've have truly touched since then. And for those of you who are thinking, well, what if I don't know what my body needs? she actually talks about that in the book too, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so don't worry. There, there is self-instruction. I mean, you talk about masturbation. You talk about pornography and what it's done in marriages. I mean, you really dig into some of these like um, traditionally taboo topics that we have not shed a light on, and I'm, I'm so proud to know you. I'm honored to have had this time together. Is there one last bit of advice you have
1: for uh, the lionesses who are listening in today, Ruth? Um, I think just to like live life with fearless freedom. God loves you like you are. Just go for it. I love that. That's so beautiful. And
0: I believe that when I reviewed what Moxie means to you, that was actually part of what your description is. So I love to ask the question and hear the answer because we do some fun things with these. So, Ruth, what does Moxie mean to you? Fearless freedom to be you. Oh, and on that, Everyone take a deep breath, go and buy this book, send Ruth an email, plug into this beautiful gift she has given each and every one of us. Thank you so much for joining us, Ruth. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth, wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie and fire. Want more information on what we talked about today? You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, deboratrapin.com. Search the podcast title and voila. If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please share it with your friends too. Okay. Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud on purpose and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.